Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Morning, sir. How are you? Everything's fine. Keyshawn Johnson. I'm Max Kellerman. Hello, Hello, Jay Williams. Hello, Max. How are you? What? What is this? I don't know what voice that is. What? What? You doing Kermit the Frog? How are you today? I get into that mode when I do the Sports Center reads. Yeah, into uh, how are you today? He does it too in all the reads. We all do it to a degree. Yeah, what is that? I don't do it. On he the does a lot I of. I just go. I just go. I, I try a lot, and a lot of hand gesticulation there. Like, yeah, I mm. try to clean up my uh, Keyshawn Johnson diction to a degree, <laughs> and you, you know. hit you emphasize certain yes, words yes, that punch. you wouldn't normally emphasize. Yes, no, that is correct. I were really quick though before we move on to Coach Kerr. Uh, will you you have dogs? Or? Not how many dogs? If you had dogs. No. Have you? Oh, no. You never had dogs? Yeah. You're not like a animal. Because here's the problem. Friendly? I grew up in New York City. Yeah, so I live in New York City. If you get a dog, you are now you in the commit. poop collecting business. Yeah, so the reason, or no, the reason I asked is because I was happened to be looking through my phone in, in, in one of these things, social media things, something popped up where a dog was literally licking a baby's face and licking all that's so what? gross and jay said oh that's so cute i'm like jay you know what a dog's that's the problem goes? with you well until i recognized that the baby was like six weeks old that's so gross i thought it was a baby like you know like a that baby's, old, that like baby's a gonna be immune to disease that for the rest like of the like a year so old kid jay jay the dog's mouths are cleanest thing on earth I, well, who, I, look, the, whatever the baby being six weeks that's one thing but if your kid is like a year old like i don't care no i don't like it what? No. i don't care no no. I just thought that was just so. I was thinking about it. I was like, ugh. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not no. with it. No, not what are you at all. Talking about. You know, when my kids want to want to pet you're, dogs you're, or cats, I take them to one of those. You know, uh, did you travel stores with where you can pet dogs? the dogs and cats? <laughs> do, do you I travel? travel with, do you travel with your little guys from time to time? Yes, we. Are do. they here with you? No, they they're at uh, somebody's <laughs> help. Somebody's watching them now, <laughs> and then that person is taking them to the doggy hotel. Oh, okay. But your kids never let your your dogs never uh, lick your, your kids no. in the face. Wait, you travel with the dogs? Ever? Sometimes. Not all the time, sometimes. Well, Whoa. when I go on vacation, they're coming. What? Because I'm going to be gone. <laughs> there you go. There we're going to be gone. Keep for, digging in it, Max. We're going to be gone for a minute. <laughs> so we have to, we, we can spend the money taking now, them with us, or we can spend the money taking them to the doggy hotel. And if you take them to the doggy hotel and spending the money, it's going to be more, more than yeah, it will. Max, 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 I mean, is I got to say this. Yeah, yeah. Because I've done this. They got so many upgrades at the doggy hotel. They're like, do you want 30 minutes of playtime? Do you want an hour of play? Do you want a day bed? Do you want, they have all like these. Like their hotel yo. room was expensive for this time around. <laughs> I, well, I should have just brought them with me. Go get the house watcher to come by, take them on a walk a couple times and throw, throw some food no, in the bowl. It's, it, it's, what happens is they get lonely and they start to destroy Tearing your property. Yeah, yeah. And my dogs are tripped though, right? Just before, I know we got to move on. <laughs> So everybody's everybody left before me to travel, and then I left to come here on Friday. So as I'm leaving, Jay, you know my people that's there watching the house and whatnot. I got my plural, bag, plural, and and people. I got my bag, and I got everything getting ready to go through the garage. One of them went eight. Oh. I mean, go ahead. One of them, one of them went crazy. Let's put it this way. Because he saw okay. me taking the bag. And, right. like, he went right, nuts. Freaking out. Right. And I was like, you know, in his face, you can see the yeah. eyes, uh, the yeah, whole yeah, deal. Yeah. No, I can't do <laughs> the it that soft, way. Those soft, dobby eyes. <laughs> yes, I me. said it. They dumped Don't it. Let's move me. on. <laughs> <laughs> he said ape. I said, uh-oh. 
They did, though. <laughs> Man, he went crazy. Max can't even relate. No dog history can't, here. Well, no, I, I have a little. Like, you know, I've had, let's put it this way. I've, no, personally, I've not owned a dog. My brother had a dog briefly that had to wind up going to a friend of his because my father was like, eh, we you got no fish? dogs. You're a fish guy? I had, we had cats. We had a couple oh, of cats. I'm not a cat guy. No, I'm not. I like cats. I like dogs. I can't do it. And I can't do cats. Yeah. We don't really fool with cats. I can't. Yeah. I, as a people. Yeah. Too yeah. Too yeah. It's just yeah. not our deal. Yeah. Yeah. Very not untrustworthy. Yeah, yeah. very, yeah, cats are untrustworthy. Low maintenance, though. Yeah, no. Nah, okay. Yeah. Nope. I had a fish. I did have a fish. There you go. Got, That's all you need in life, man. I had a lot had of a, fish. Had a couple of snakes when I was a kid. What? Yeah, what gardener the? snakes. I used to like to watch them eat the goldfish. And what? also shed the skin. You ever see a snake shed its skin, opens its mouth, crawls out of its own mouth? No, I did. I had a lot of fish, Jay, when I played football. You did? Man, you know, we like, back oh, like in the, the 90s, you, you had thought the, that was it. You had the, oh, you told me the, the, the aquarium, big aquarium. The whole wall. The piranhas. And this, That's this it. You got from. Can I get that money? Can I get that 150K back, please? If you got rich, you had to have an aquarium, right? Because in every movie, every rich guy had some some wild aquarium. I'd like to, I'd like to get that 150K back. Hey, I'm seeing it, too. They're like, oh, what kind of fish is that? I don't know. You know, it's this fish from the. I don't know how much it was. Both is African cichlid, so you know. What kind of fish is that? You know, it's 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 from Africa. You have yeah, a you have a deep relationship what? with a fish. <laughs> it was just cool, man. To have a wall full of water. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, <laughs> a yeah, wall yeah. Full of water. Got so much money, don't even know what to do with it. <laughs> Maybe I'll have a water wall. It's like, hey, I went over Max's house. He got a fish tank. Man, I'm gonna get one too. <laughs> I make mine at least five times the no, size. That's, yeah. that's, that's how it works. That's what happened. I went to Brian Shaw's house in Northern California with the B. Shaw house. And B. Shaw had a whole, I'm talking about the hallway, the whole hallway full of fish all over the wall. I was like, man, I'm going to get me one of those. <laughs> Keeping up one. with the Joneses, man. Yeah. man more than real anything. Never people, ex- people experience their own lives so much more relative to other people than in absolute terms. Yeah, it's when unbelievable. You're young, when you're a young athlete, though, you know. Yeah, I can imagine. I don't, I don't know, but I can imagine. All right. Cameron Mabin joins us in three and a half minutes to talk about the Red Hot Yankees. But game five of the NBA Finals is tonight. Coverage on ABC and ESPN Radio. You will hear this from Steve Kerr comparing Steph Curry's value to Tim Duncan on the pregame show. We have dinner with Greg Popovich, and the first thing he does at every dinner is he says, here's to Tim Duncan, right? He says a toast to Tim Duncan because Pop knew everything was based on Timmy's character and and his uh, his talent. And I do the same thing now. I literally, you know, pour the wine with my family. I say, here's to Steph Curry because, you know, he allows everything to happen. I mean, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, right, to a certain degree. It's um, there are certain players that their character it trickles down into everything that your organization stands for. And, you know, when you have a guy like Stephen Curry on your team, it's like, hey, hey, Kevin Durant, you know, you don't want to be here anymore. We understand. Okay. Like, this is, this is who we are. This is the culture that we built. It, it, it is fascinating how that equates into no drama and winning championships around those certain type of players. Yeah, and, and I've always appreciated coaches that recognize – why they're in the position that they're in with players and their families and whatnot. Bill Parcells, and I, you know, I like to go to him all the time, Max. I remember him always saying, though, he wouldn't be in the position that he was, that he was in if it wasn't for guys like Curtis Martin, myself, Lawrence Taylor, uh, Carson, those guys. He just wouldn't be Bill Parcells. And, and when you recognize that, a player appreciates that. Opposed to 
it's about me and my X's and O's. I'm the guy. I'm the reason that we're here. You know, and, and never get on the field. Are, yeah. Some coaches are that way where they ain't never, ever, ever touched the field before. Right. And it's all about them. But if the ego is solid enough, they don't need to take credit that's not theirs. They know. I mean, it's obvious. Like, you got the horses. You can win. Meantime, I was once on a flight with Brent Barry, guys. Before the flight takes off, I see, I see he's reading a book. And I'm like, is it any good? He's like, yeah, it's really good. Called The Captain Class. So I download it on my phone and I, I read it during the flight. It was really good. The Captain Class, it's called, about how every dynasty, the coach has a player on the field of play who's an extension of himself. So Tom Brady is an extension of Bill Belichick, Derek Jeter for Joe Torre, Tim Duncan for Greg Popovich, Steph Curry for Steve Kerr, right? Like, you need that guy who's an extension of the coach, the captain of the team, if you're you're not just trying to win a championship but trying to be a dynasty, which the Warriors are. And then, Max, what happens is if your best player is buying into what the coach is selling – then you can look at everybody else on that roster and be like, yo, best player bought into it. What are y'all doing? Mm. Let me ask you what this, do? Jay, is that, do you think that's a little bit of what the Nets' problem is? That they don't have somebody that's an extension of the coach that's on the floor? I, I think that's part of it with Brooklyn a little bit. I mean, look, I, I think Ben Simmons can be that. I honestly think we could be talking about all those problems going away if you win championships. But I don't. Are we talking about Brooklyn as a dynasty? Because I no, think I mean just a, that a dynasty good, word just is different. A, I'm just talking about a good team, and the only reason yeah. why I even bring up Brooklyn because we're sitting here in New York, a, a good team that has a coach on the floor. When you go around the league and you look at a lot of teams that are good and making runs and pushing, they always had an extension of a coach on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I also think that extension has just been like you know, for me when I hear extension, I think of a PG. Right, like a point guard, somebody can control the game, think like a coach. But in all these examples, that extension is the best player. I, Kevin Durant's basketball IQ is off the damn charts, mm-hmm. man. Well, it, Bill, it, it, Bill it, Russell was that guy for the Celtics the chart, originally. Joe. You don't yeah. sit there and just Center. like have one with KD and just relax and like and watch a game. He'll start breaking stuff down. You'd be like, "Yo, this dude's." Well, of IQ. course, he, of course, though, Jay, because he's at the top of the game. But that's what I'm saying. I think, I think he's was. the extension. He's yeah. the extension. Okay. Now, if you feel like his impact on the game is the same as I, I think it is, right? But it's a lot of it's just health with those guys. They gotta stay it, yeah. healthy and be available and 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 play, at least get into sixty, sixty-five games a year. And let's see what happens with Ben. Simmons. A lot of it also Max's personnel. Like, what is the surrounding pieces that lead? You know, what? like Golden State has the right personnel as well. They get. Yeah, he certainly got the right personnel. Should Steph Curry be the MVP if the Warriors lose the series, but he continues to play this way? 888-SAY-ESPN. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. Bundle and protect today under one roof. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Right now he's on a pace to hit 66 home runs this season, become the first hitter in more than 20 years to hit 60 home runs. Here we go. Driven deep to right field. There it goes. He's done it again. The amazing Matt Carpenter, a two-run shot. It's 12-3 Yankees. Another year of Garrett Cole, Severino's back, Tyon. You're talking about a staff that now has a chip on its shoulder and doesn't look like it's going anywhere anytime soon. You heard the call on Yes Network as the Yankees just wrote I think they're, what are they, 733 winning percentage right now? I don't know if anyone's over 700 in the, in the major leagues other than them. They just are a juggernaut. Yes, network analyst Cameron Mabin is with us on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Morning, Cam. 
What's up, Max? What's up, fellas? How we doing? What's happening? What up, Cam? I'm doing great. I'm a Yankees fan. So Aaron Judge has 24 home runs through 60 games, Cam. That's the third uh, in Yankees history behind Mickey Mantle in 56. He won the Triple Crown. And Babe Ruth in 1928. That's the year after he hit uh, 60 home runs. So to me, I think he'll win the MVP if this keeps up. Of course, the most important thing is the Yankees win the World Series. But he has a chance to hit 62 home runs. And a lot of people like me are like McGuire, Sosa, Bonds. Stop. You're never sniffing those home run records without help. A lot of people are going to think that's the home run record. How do you feel about Aaron Judge and his, if he does wind up pursuing 60-plus home runs? Well, I'm going to tell you how I feel right now is I feel like uh, the big fella is about to make a lot of paper right now, Max. I'm going to tell you right, right now. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about him passing up that deal earlier this year. But, you know, a guy, you know, coming up on age 30, betting on himself, you know, coming out and the pinstripes, being able to do what he's doing right now. You know, we're talking about a guy six foot seven. you know, uh, moving over to center field, playing a, a hell of a center field right now as well. I mean, he's the best center fielder on this Yankees roster. Um, like you said, you're seeing what he's doing, you know, swinging the bat. I mean, you know, a couple of years ago he was like, you know, strictly, you know, right field. Now you see him, you know, uh, turning the field, using left field, foul, foul pole to foul pole. I mean, it, it's just it's really, inc- really incredible, really impressive what this guy's doing, you know, going into a free agent year and, and then – uh, you know, being the absolute catalyst, you know, for this ball club, you know, watching watching them do what they do is is it's been impressive and it's been special to see a, see a guy like this, you know, handling his business like he is. Cam, how hard do you think it was for him to pass on that initial offer from the Yankees? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, for me, you know, this is me me speaking. You know, Key, I thought it was a, a pretty difficult uh I'm sure it was difficult for AJ you know when you think about it key you know he was gonna make 21 in arbitration this year so you added 21 to the deal that he was offered you know that that makes that deal about 230 million dollars so you're talking about a guy about to turn 30 years old turning down you know essentially a 230 million dollar deal you know I, I can only imagine how tough that is but when you see what he's doing when you think about you know Going back to people saying, you know, he, he he was injury prone. Well, his injuries were injuries that, you know, if you're a medical staff, you can deal with. They were impact injuries, you know, hit by a pitch, um, things of that nature. So when you talk about a guy actually being healthy, he's actually been pretty healthy if you really think about it and look at the longevity of it. Um, so to be able to turn that deal down at 30, it had to be difficult. But, I mean, how impressive is it to see what he's doing, man? This guy, he's a late bloomer essentially. So, you know, I think he's playing younger than he really uh, uh, looks on paper, so uh, it, it's it's fun to watch what this dude is doing. But it had to be difficult, man. That's a lot of money to turn out going into that, you know, at your age thirty season. Yeah, Cameron Maven, Yes Network, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. When you you've been around him enough to know his personality, I've never been around him. Only met him once. When you out there playing and you out in the field or you up at bat, how difficult is it though to put all the contract stuff? behind you and just focus in on the now you know not only is it difficult key it's difficult when you're wearing those pinstripes my brother when i i tell people all the time they ask me you know how is it playing for the yankees and i tell them you know same material as every other uniform but for some reason those pinstripes weigh a little heavier mm. so to see what he's doing you know not only you know going towards a free agent year you know doing it playing for the yankees you know when it's when it's winter bust right now and you look up and 
you know, these guys are first in hitting, first in pitching, you know, second in baseball and fielder percentage. You know, it's extremely impressive, but it starts with him, man. This guy is – he is a leader. You know, I talk about it all the time. And, and Key and Jay, you guys know the best player in the locker room isn't always the leader. You know, they might lead by example with their play, but, you know, who's going to be the guy to galvanize, galvanize the troops to bring them together when times are rough, when things aren't going that great? Who's going to, you know, shut the doors, send the media out and say, yo, guys, what are we doing? we got to put this together because, you know, we're better than this. So, you know, there, there's no stat for character. There's no stat for leadership. And that's one thing that, you know, that's an intangible that he has. And it's genuine. Guys follow this guy. Guys want to, you know, hear what he's got to say. Guys are watching him at all times, how he's preparing. So, uh, you know, that's for me, you know, that's where, you know, you know, and I'm moving, I'm jumping ahead. You know, I would hate to see the Yankees let this guy go because the way he leads, there, there's no stat for that. Cam, you, you, you can't let him go. You, you, you can't let him go. I, I am curious, though, as we get closer to the trade deadline, what's the biggest move that the Yanks need to make? Man, that's a great question. I sat here all night, man. I was trying to play uh, chess, trying to think a move ahead, figure out what kind of questions you guys are going to shoot at me. And I'm sitting here thinking the same thing, Jay, last night. I'm, I'm sitting here in my, my room, and I'm going, there's no way the Yankees can let this guy get away, you know. And, and when you think about moves, I think about in the perfect world, you know. You know, people panicking. They saying, you know, get rid of Aaron Hicks. And, and, you know, when you have the luxury of winning, you know, you don't always have to be so quick to make, you know, changes you know because i always talk about chemistry you never want to mess up chemistry in the clubhouse um but personally now this is just me thinking you know i'm thinking about a perfect lineup thinking about how these guys are banging you know i would love to see him go get a wilson Contreras. i know jose jose trevino is is swinging the bat well he's hitting at a 309 clip five homers you know he's doing his thing but i would love for them to go go get a a, a, a you know a Contreras or you know maybe one more starter you know castillo somebody who can you know, add a little bit, a little bit of depth to the rotation. Um, they've got a lot of depth in the bullpen. They got guys on the farm level who can come up right now, ninety-eight, ninety-nine, get outs. But I think you know, one more starting in the rotation would be great uh, length and, and depth for those guys for sure. Always in this in this day and age, you need rotation depth. But they're they're starting five. Talking to Cameron Mabin, Keyshawn, Jay Willemax, ESPN Radio, Yes Network analyst. Um, the, they're starting five. I mean, their 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 rotation. You have a legit ace in Cole, even if he struggled recently. Severino was an ace before Cole got there. And then the three, four, five guys, Cortez is one of the best pitchers in the league this year. Montgomery's always been good when he's healthy. And Tyon's a solid number three, or maybe even better, so they can pitch it. I, I want to get back to Judge for a second, though. Um, I'm looking at him. In the three seasons he's really played most of a full season, he's been top five MVP, right? It was yep, his rookie yep. year and then last year, and then so far this year. He's a top-five MVP player, top-five player in the league when he's healthy, and maybe even a little better than that. Where do you think he ranks in today's game? We've been talking a lot about he's actually the face of the league. Trout's been in one playoffs and didn't hit very well. Um, given the, the association with the home run, the Yankees, the fact that he stays in the playoffs, he's a clutch hitter, he's a 5 to a player – where is he? Is he the number one star in baseball? Is he the face of baseball right now? Damn, Max, you put me on the spot, man. You know, you, you know, I call these games with Yankees now, so I, you know, I can't, mm. you know, I can't be biased. But listen, yep. you know, when you look at what AJ's doing right now, and, and again, Max, I talk about, you know, this guy's playing center field at an elite level right now. I mean, the way this guy's covering ground with his size, it, it almost looks effortless out there. And he loves playing center. He wants to be a center fielder, which is 
which is crazy to hear here as well. It just lets you know how athletic he is. You know, for me, you know, I you know, I know people are freaking out. They're watching Mike Trout struggle a little bit, but he's human, you know, like anybody else. Um, I think bad baseball is contagious. So I think what Mike Trout was going through is a part of it. You know, um, when you're playing bad baseball, it rubs off on a lot of people at times. I think Mike Trout still is the best player in our game. Um, I'm just going to be honest. I think what he is able to do, I think what he's done, his track record is, is, is incredible. Is he the face of the game, uh, Cam? Real quick, like I agree. Mike Trout, until proven otherwise, he's the best player in baseball. But is he the face of the game? He plays in Anaheim, not 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 for the Dodgers. He plays for yeah, the Angels. You know he's never what? in the playoffs. If, we, if I'm going to be biased, Max, people ask me who I would want to be right now. I tell them right now, Aaron Judge, without a doubt. So I'm going to say right now, with that smile, that charisma, his personality, he, he's a mountain of a man. Tape measure. I, I'm gonna be biased. I'm gonna be biased and give it to AJ. I think he, right now he is the face of baseball. I think he's much, much must see TV when the Yankees are on. People are tuning in, even if you don't like the Yankees, because you want to see what he's gonna do. So, right now, Max, I, I, I'm gonna rock with you and say my man is the face of baseball. Yeah, you're not. You're not biased. I said that a couple weeks ago. I'm like. I get it, Mike yeah. Child, in terms of historic baseball and people look at all that sort of stuff. I'm like, man, I wouldn't know Mike Trout if he was standing next to me in, in a gas station. <laughs> this dude? Oh, I know who you know Aaron Judge saying? is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, Key. I'm with you, bro. I'm, I'm, all right, cool. Look, Key, you know, I'm learning how to be a little bit a little bit subjective. This is new, bro. So I'm, be, I'm with you. He, he's the best guy right now to, to face of the game. I feel you. All right. Cameron Maven, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us this morning, Cam. All right, Cam. Anytime. All right, y'all. Y'all take it easy. Keep doing it. All right, buddy. See, if I'm Cameron Maybin, I'm there going, I don't know about I mean, the Yankees have been fine, but I show up as a broadcaster, and they can't lose a game. <laughs> <laughs> Why one NBA team might be looking at a certain player in the NBA Finals as their future. That's the NBA Finals. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You look at young Zion Williamson. Do you see that player could be on a... Why do you not understand the question when I ask about Zion? Okay, now I understand. <laughs> okay, so is it yes or no? I haven't seen enough of him yet. I think it's not a big decision. It's a pretty easy decision. The kid's historically good when he plays. This is a max player. That's easy. I think the Pelicans don't have a choice but to offer him the max extension. Uh-huh. Ooh. Oh, Yates hit me in the feels with this one. Mm. <laughs> All the way... I don't do nothing. I'm a ball. Oh, all the emotions in it. I'm a ball. <laughs> I'm a ball. Counting all day like the clock on the wall. All right, listen. 
<laughs> Zion Williamson. That's how I was doing. I had to cough. <clears throat> Zion Williamson <laughs> says he wants to be in New Orleans, guys. And David Griffin was asked about, this Pelicans VP, was asked about is he a max player or not, right? And he goes, well, well the, the headlines all told you, yeah, David Griffin said he's definitely a no-brainer max player. But um, Brian Windhorst was on this just in, 2 p.m. Eastern ESPN, and he told me on Friday, well, that's what the, basically that's what the headlines are, but when you really listen to what David Griffin said, he, he proposed essentially a max contract that's not fully guaranteed because Zion gets hurt so much. That's not a max player. That, you know, it, it, in the it, NBA. So, let me ask you a question. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to mess No, no, no. Answer. Please, please do. Is Joel Embiid a max player? Did he have a fully guaranteed contract? No. Then the answer it is he just, did not get a max a, it contract. It was the same, kind of, the same kind of deal that they were talking about orchestrating about minutes played. Right. Like okay. You so, hit a certain target number of minutes played before you're allowed to get. Exponent like that that type of money. Yeah, right. What Thank they're saying what. is your level of play when you're on the court is max contract, yes. but you're not on the court enough, right? But in the NBA, if you hear the contract's not fully guaranteed, you're like, wait a minute, this ain't the NFL. What's going on? Well, no, they're protecting themselves, though. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that that's smart to do as an organization. But don't we always say the best ability is availability? So, so here's my question, guys. Can you, and I asked to Patrick Beverly and Pat, that Bev's answer eventually was like, I have not seen enough of him yet to be able to answer that question. We all know when he's on the floor, we're saying he's, the be- he- he's a max contract level player. But given everything. We're talking rookie. Ex- let's just make sure. Rookie extension rookie max. Extension. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Rookie extension max. Right. It's different than saying a max player. Th- right. Different than saying you got the super max yes. extension off, you know, yes. when you're not a rookie anymore. But it's the most money you could give him. Yes. Can you give that money to Zion Williamson? And now he's your best player. You win a championship, or can you give it to them at all? Because remember, the Pelicans are not the Warriors. They don't pay luxury tax. They're more fiscally conservative. They're cheaper with their fans. And looking at what else they have, the, the Warriors can give max contract and just you, – you can grandfather in contracts that are already on your own team. But if you mm-hmm. hit the cap, you can't sign new guys. Can you give, if you're the Pelicans, Zion Williamson, the rookie max extension, and win a championship, Jay? Eventually, yes, I think you can. I mean, uh, I, well, those are two different questions. Number one, first question, can, can you give Zion a max contract? Yes, a max rookie extension. He is box office. Like, or as I said a month ago, block office, right? Like he yeah. is, he a is box that. buster. Yes, a box buster. He, he is that. Like he is, the numbers speak for itself. He averages like 27 and what, 12? It, it, over 50% from the field. I mean, the numbers are ridiculous. I, I, and this team did just go to the playoffs. So you have the addition of C.J. McCollum with Brandon Ingram, who I said we've had this conversation, Max, about I think he can be a 1A or 1B guy. I think he proved that during this playoff run. So as this team continues to mature and grow together, why would you want to disrupt that core? Like when, when's, when's the last time you had a legit core like that in New Orleans when they had Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis? Way back in the day when they made it to the Western Conference Finals, like that was ages ago. You keep this young core intact. It's not even a question. Yeah, you pay him. You give him the rookie extension because what little bit of work that he has done, I guess, warrants the rookie extension. But the other side of the equation, can you win a championship with mm-hmm. him? I think you can. It's like anything. Can you win a championship with Baker Mayfield? Yes. You can win a championship. You can win a championship with Zion. But is Zion the main? Peace 
to that championship. Oh. Are you groaning because the oh, Baker Mayfield oh. comparison? Yeah, just because the Former Baker number Mayfield, one overall picks? Just the Baker Mayfield's name in his same breath as Zion. I can't do it. Now you're acting like Max. No, 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 no. I, and I, I, I get it. I get where you were going with yeah, it. Yeah, you but can I, win. You can, you can, he won't be the reason you won it. But I don't look but at it. he could be the quarterback of the team. But you're saying he's a bigger impact player than Baker. You know, more, more value above Why? replacement. The reason, the reason way I more brought, impactful to the game the, than Baker Mayfield. The reason I brought up Baker is because we've always had that conversation. Can you win a Super yeah, Bowl with Baker Mayfield? So I just used him. Yeah. Can you win with Jimmy G? That, is that better for you? No, I know what you meant. It's just, <laughs> but, but you know, Jay- I know what you meant, but other people will take I that. I don't care what Okay, I'm just saying. Oh, Keith compares Baker Mayfield yeah, to Zion. That's good. My name will be in headlines. You know, Zion has a chance to be a top-tier talent in the right. league. Like, well, he's I, a I, top-tier I talent, ever, isn't he? Well, I, I don't think we ever looked at Jay. Baker Mayfield and like, oh, he's going to be one of the top-ten quarterbacks Baker in the Mayfield league, is right? much Zion easier to replace. quarterback, top-ten player yeah, in the NBA. Yeah, but to win a championship, you, you can you win a championship with a Baker? Can you win a championship with a Zion? Here's the big Is Zion, can you win a championship with Zion as your number one ace in the whole guy? Well, it depends on how he, – because, like, he's not a – he's a guy that gets the ball, pushes it in transition. But for the most part, if you surround him with the right kind of – Can you win a championship with LeBron James as your main guy? Yeah. See how fast you answered that? I yeah, did the same thing to Pat Bev. I said, when you saw a young Kobe Bryant, when you saw a young Kobe Bryant, what do you think? He's like, yes. Yes. Right, that's yeah. just Can like, you win a championship right. with Luka? Can you win a championship yes. with John Morant? Yes. See, it takes you a second, but it's okay. No, no. Because like, my thing with, with Zion, it all you know depends. On, it's I, like Giannis. I just it all depends on who game. you surround him with, though. I just thought of a great game. We should time how long it takes you to say yes or no. Because when you say LeBron or Kobe, you say yes right away. When you say you've seen it. When you say Luka or Ja... There's a little more pause. Well, you because, say yes. Uh, when no, you hear Zion, I'm, you pause a little more, no, no, right? Because what <laughs> I was going to say, what I was going to say with them is yes, but they can be the one A's, but they got to have a one A plus with them. A guy just as they good gotta, as them. They got to have a guy just as good as them. I don't think that in my eyes, a little bit of basketball, I think I do know. I don't know that you could win one with Zion in a 1A plus. I don't think you can. He, but Key, the, the, this dude, man. I understand his stat sheet. I get uh, it. It's, he's a gifted passer, crazy it just, it passer. It does look different, though, man. It, it does look different. It, it but that's different what, to me. Even if you had him, you know, he played like the, the point, right? Even if you had him push the ball down the court, I don't think that's the most optimal position to have him at. But you're telling me he's involved in a pick and roll with C.J. McCollum, with guys like Brandon Ingram, on the wing and some of the pieces they have, like, it is right there for the Pelicans. But the, I get guys built like Zion. The greatest ever was Charles Barkley. And you're somewhere on the spectrum. Charles Barkley, Blake Griffin, Larry Johnson, like before the injury. But the issue to me seems to be is that they don't have as much wiggle in their game as the guards and small forwards. Not, Zion doesn't have wiggle in not, his game? I'm not saying he doesn't have wiggle. I'm saying not as much. He has as, more. You think he has more wiggle in his game than the elite? scoring forwards and guards? I think his wiggle is the most elite in the NBA. Oh. Oh. Oh, I think we're going to have to talk about that at some point. Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. What should we expect from Draymond Green, speaking of compact forwards, after he was benched for a large part of Game 4? Keyshawn J. Willemax, the podcast. Jay, Key, you see, you see the AD thing? Um, 
hanging out with Nuke Squad. It's a gaming YouTube channel. I'm, I'm reading words now. I'm not sure what all these mean, uh, Key, but <laughs> Jay will tell me. So AD revealed he hasn't shot a basketball in over two months since maybe April 5th, probably like April 5th. What do you think of that, Jay? I Look, and I, I get it, like his whole – Usual offseason is four weeks rest after the season, six weeks strictly weightlifting, and then basketball stuff six weeks before training camp. I I don't understand that, man. Like, I've never gone more than three days in my life without – this is me retired, touching the ball. Me too. Me Touch, too. Like, getting shots up, and especially as, a, as somebody who trains. So, I guess the biggest question I have after hearing that, it's been two months since you haven't touched the rock. But if, if this is your usual off-season training, don't you want to have a non-usual off-season this off-season? Don't you want to do things differently this off-season if you haven't played the amount of games that the Lakers organization key has expected you to play? I mean, I, I'd like for him to get healthy, stay in shape. Um, I, I would think that if he's healthy and he stayed in shape, he can shoot the basket. He can pick up the basketball and shoot at any time because that's what he does for a living. I mean, you've been out the game 40 years and you pick up a basketball, you can still shoot, Jay. So I would think he could still do that. That wasn't his problem. His problem was staying healthy. His problem was never shooting. I just, that's not his issue. His I, issue was health. I'm going to ask you something. Real talk. You think AD, and I'm not saying AD fits in this category. I'm just going to tell you guys the honest truth about it. There are a lot of times in professional sports leagues, I'm definitely sure this happened in the NFL, where I get in the locker room sometimes, I'm like, okay, mm, he loves the game. He loves it. Oh, he loves the money for it. He loves the lifestyle that comes along. I'm not saying AD fits into this, but obsession is going to beat talent every time. I wonder if there's that same obsession there. Obsession with talent is how you win championships, right? Like, I wonder if there's that obsession there. I, I, I think that's, I, that's a legitimate a legit- that's a legitimate question to ask when you see someone like AD was the best big in the game. Whether he's a forward or a center, he can defend the rim, he can score down, he can do all kinds but of things. That's not his problem. But, he was, but now he is no longer, when we say, we say Embiid, we say Jokic, we say Giannis, when we talk about the big he's forward centers, we, AD is not in but that he's conversation. he's around, though, Max. That's the conversation. It's not but his when he is, is there's some, When he is, there's people no, point out. he balls out, when he's on the court. It's not that he doesn't ball, that there's a certain fire that they see in some of the other guys I mentioned that they don't yeah, see in him. Man. That's what they're saying. Yeah, but he's hurt all the time, so maybe that's it. Maybe hurt. maybe they conflate that with the results, and they're like – They want you to get on the floor with a broken leg. I get it. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com 
slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Guys, you hear what uh, Draymond Green had to say about being subbed out in the fourth? I mean, it was a do-or-die game. You go down 3-1, come on, you're going to lose the series. And Draymond was not getting it done on either end of the court, and, and he got sat in the fourth. Now, he did get brought back in. Man, the dude the got a game. cup of water and sat down for a few drops. But during that cup of water, the uh, Golden State uh, uh, Warriors uh, took over the game. Yeah, but let's not. Look, I, I don't want to conflate it and make it sound like he do missed the whole fourth quarter. No, though, he Max. did not. He did not miss the whole fourth quarter. That is true. He dude, got brought back minutes, in. Like, he was just taken out for a critical run. You know? Yep. And it happens. That's called coaching, scheming. What did Dre have to say about it? Listen to this after the game. Definitely never thrilled coming out of the game with seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter in a must-win game. I'm not going to sit here and act like uh, I was thrilled. Um, I'm a competitor. But um, at the end of the day, if that's what coach decides, then you roll with it. And, you know, I had to keep my head in the game. And, you know, whenever I went back in, try to make some plays. And so uh, that was just my mindset. You know, don't make too much of it. Uh, I've always always been of the – on the bandwagon of, you know, if you got something that's rolling, you you stick with it. So, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that, though. And I'm, You know, yeah, you're going to be frustrated, as y'all know, Jay and Stout, when they take you out of game, no matter if it's the first quarter, the beginning of the game, the middle of the game, the end of the game, you're never trying to come out, no matter how bad you're playing at, at all. You're just not, you're not trying to come out. Amari Stoudemire, six-time NBA Stout. All-Star Sir. with us now. What up, baby? Believe that. Believe that. Amari <laughs> <laughs> Key is pointing out, look, they brought Dre back in at the end. Steve Kerr did. And yet, to me, he was not getting it done on either end of the floor. It was a must-win game. Kerr took him out, and that's when the Warriors went on that run and took control of the game. What yeah. are your thoughts about all of that? A smart move. I mean, Steve Kerr, a, he's a genius, man, when it comes to basketball, right? This guy's been around for a long time. Coaching, general manager. Um... So he knows the game as a player, right? So, you know, if Dre, I mean Draymond Green in today's game, I don't see where. I mean, he's a facilitator, right? He's a playmaker mm-hmm. at times. But if you can't shoot the ball, and you're not bringing the offensive, you know, integrity to the game of basketball, especially in, in the finals. It's gonna be hard to play down the stretch. I think Steve Kerr did a good job of making that adjustment and bringing him out. Uh, and he also went back in the game, you know. So it wasn't like a, a long wait, but uh, I think it was a smart move by Steve Kerr. Instead, I'm curious, 18 fouls for Draymond this series, 17 points. Like, look, you've seen this before a ton. Like, he is – there's no doubt he's one of the best defenders in basketball, right? But I think one of his major strengths is always helping off the weak side, right? Like, he's a great safety, like seeing the court, 
reading plays, get up in coverage, helping things. But as a primary defender, when you start seeing him get targeted by guys like Jalen Brown, does that make you worried about having him on the court? Because he does become a liability on both ends of the floor, essentially. Yeah, I mean, you got you to gotta keep in mind, man, guys going to attack him. You know, um, okay, you're a solid defender, but, you know, guys are not afraid of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and if you can't defend guys on a regular basis, and we know he can't score, then what? Then what's the what's the purpose of having him out there besides being the facilitator? And so it's, it's, it's a tough decision for a coach because he's an important player for your team. Right. Well, that's why you bring him back late, right? Because you want to make sure he knows, hey, you know, but coach, understand who you are. Yeah. Coach, we didn't have this problem with him in game two, though. Right. Right. Game two, he wasn't even having this conversation. Right. Active. He well, active. but that, but you two games removed yeah. from game two, so now all of a sudden, the game three key, they were picking on him. Jalen Brown wanted him. But all of a sudden, we feel three. like he what? Like no, no, he's no, stale no. now? No, I no, mean, no. It's just you know, he, no. Mentally, he's not in the game. Yeah. I mean, man. Think about it. He's so like, how we get him back there? Well, I mean, here's the thing. You, you're trying to antagonize every player on the court. You know, you're, you're, you're diving on guys' legs. Guys are possibly getting injured. Like, it's a lot happening right now with Draymond as far as his mental capacity toward the game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, when, when Dennis Robin played the game, he was always an elite. He was in the game. He, it, he, you know, Him and the game were fused together as one. Right. The, 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 the answers he had in the game, he still focused on the game of basketball yes. and the outcome of the game. I think with Draymond right now, it's, it's overtaking him. He's getting too much wrapped up into it. He's getting too wrapped up into yeah, it. Yeah. You know, but and, isn't and, and that because this game. Isn't that, it seems to me, that that's the case, and I think it is the case, because he's unable to affect the game the way he normally does. They're picking on him on defense. Draymond Green, they're picking on him on defense. And offensively, he can't get anything going. So it's like he's going to this other thing because that's the only way he knows himself how to get himself juiced, right? It worked in game two. But otherwise, in this series, guys, what is he? Has he lost half a step? What's going on? But Key, I'm wondering what it is. Jalen Brown's waving. Jalen Brown's Jaylen like, Brown I want this dude. But, but Coach just yeah. said, well, that's true. Yeah. Coach guards, just said he's three, getting yeah. wrapped up in it. When you get right. wrapped up in something because you focused in on the that opposed to what you should be doing, and he used Dennis Rodman as a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Dennis Rodman was weird as all outdoors doing. But he was always focused on the hoop, correct? Not getting caught up in the fans, not getting caught up in antagonizing the same player over and over and over. That's and the way Max, I see when they it. go with their small lineup, you got to think like he's the guy trying to defend the rim, but they also have him out on the perimeter playing a ton. You're asking him to do a lot now; he can do it. Stat was able to do it, still a lot though. It's just weird to me, Stat, that it was in 16. He he was about to be Finals MVP. He had 37 points. I was at that game. Like, he's capable of scoring under pressure in the biggest stage. Yeah. But that's just somehow completely gone gone, gone right game, now. Man. Like, in this series, it's just it's game, strange. You got to work on your see game, that, See, that's the key. That's the key. You, you got you to improve as a player. You have to work on your game, right? Especially for Draymond. He's a guard. He's not like, let's say, Rodman, for example. He's not just a rebound all-the-time guy. He's a, multi, he's a, he's a well-versatile versatile player. And if you're not working on your game and getting better at these different elements of the game, then now – League catches up. Yeah, it yeah. catches up with you, and now you've been exposed. But I, I still think Draymond has a lot left in the tank. I'm not saying it's over and, and wrap him up, but he needs to work on his game. Stat, real quick, speaking of working on your game, Anthony Davis made some comments that he hasn't touched the ball since April 5th when the season ended. And uh, it talked a little bit about his workout regimen, that he's doing his usual off-season workout regimen where he doesn't touch the ball until six weeks before training camp starts. I don't like the way that sounds. See? What, what usual? What do you mean that, usual? Thank you. You need, to, you need to do more than usual. Yes. 
because you want to win a championship. The Lakers are the franchise you want to stick with. You want to win a championship. You got to go outside of your normal workout routine. You, you was injured all year. You know what I'm saying? You got to do a lot more than what you've been used to doing. You That's think, why I listen to him. Do you think he loves the game? <laughs> I don't know if he does. I don't know if he does. Because if you do, you will definitely be doing something outside of your usual workout regimen. Mm-hmm. For sure, man. The Hoopers all saying the same thing. Yeah, we all saying the same thing. Keyshawn, <laughs> J. Will, and Max. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. And <laughs> Max. Amari Stoudemire here on ESPN Radio. Thanks, Dad. Appreciate right, it. Yeah, no problem, guys. Much Thanks. more in the NBA Finals coming up. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. 